Surprise gifts. That's what Christmas is about. Giving something special to other people who don't have it. They probably don't want it either. Hi, and welcome to the Dark Christmas Tales Advent Calendar. This tale is called Gift, written by Angela Blythe and read by the author. The genie, or jinn, is a powerful mystical creature from ancient Arabia. Unlike the genies that are shown in Western movies, they don't have to live in a lamp or grant three wishes. They can be good or evil, but all have phenomenal magical abilities. They were meant to be formed at the beginning of time from smokeless fire and have been blamed for many things, but usually they are seen as the cause of accidents or instances of great misfortune. The genie in this story didn't start off as being particularly evil, but he learned to hate all mankind over thousands of years. This genie was nothing more than a slave, controlled by a mighty warlock who had possession of the fabulous Ring of Solomon. The warlock used the genie to not only prolong his life, but to satisfy his every whim and desire for nearly 2,000 years. Imagine being a servant, treated no better than a dog, for 27 very long lifetimes, and you might understand his current view of humans. One day, the warlock found his ring was missing. Whether he lost it, or the genie had finally managed to somehow destroy it, we will never know. As before the warlock could say anything, his body was split into millions of tiny pieces, and each piece sent on a trip around the galaxy. The genie was free, and he wanted revenge. Not only on the warlock, not only on the warlock's friends, but on the whole world. Everyone had to pay for his slavery. Although the genie hated us, he didn't really know that much about the human race. He knew they liked gifts, if the warlock was anything to go by. He needed an angle. The genie meditated and came up with his master plan. It was Christmas, and that was an ideal time for gifts. The genie decided it was going to be the best Christmas ever, full of the best designer gifts. Even though he wanted to destroy everyone, he saw no harm in having a bit of fun first. He decided to test a small selection of his evil magical spells on a street in England. On each doorstep, he placed a gift, beautifully wrapped with the house number written on a tag, so that whoever was in the house would know it was theirs. There were no fingerprints on the outside or the inside, no prints on the gift. Actually, being a genie, he probably didn't have fingerprints to leave anyway. Inside was something invisible to humans, but not to him. It was slightly ovoid, like an egg. The genie's plans were to inflict different torments on each family. The spell in the egg would work out something fun to do inside the person's house, an extra special surprise for them. Unique and terrible, a true designer gift.
the genie-like variety, he wanted something different for each person. In the future, when he sent all his magical eggs out to each and every person on the planet, he didn't want anything stopping it. For instance, if he sent a plague of snakes to everyone, then people could become alerted at what was going around and get plenty of snake traps and antivenom. If he made it that their television could grow a mouth and chase after them, gobbling them up, they'd stop having televisions. He didn't want any flaws or loopholes in his plan. It was always the little things that seemed to thwart diabolical ideas, and he wasn't going to fail. The inhabitants of this street would become his guinea pigs. He was using the odd numbers of the street so that he could stand on the other side and get an excellent view of what was going on. The genie didn't know when they would come out of their doors, so very early in the morning he had crept up to each one and placed it right on their step. He hoped that this way, whenever a person came out, they would find it. He was quite nervous. It was an exciting and new frontier for him. Today was a dark winter's day, so the genie was able to hide in the shadows. He could make his gifts invisible, but unfortunately not himself. He was quite unusual looking, he knew that. The sight of him would guarantee that he gave the game away. Number nine was the first to open their door. A middle-aged lady was going to take her dog for a walk. She was surprised to find the gift and picked it up. But as her dog was anxious to relieve himself after holding it in most of the night, all that she could do was quickly place it inside the house before shutting the door. The genie waited another half an hour and began to think that this plan wasn't going to work after all. The genie wasn't worried about his spells working, but it would be no use at all if they were never picked up by the human. No one else had opened their door. The genie got more and more depressed. He spied the lady coming back with the dog. She walked right past him in his hiding space and went straight inside, took the dog's lead off and picked up the present. It was a square red box tied up with a gold bow. She excitedly unwrapped it and inside was nothing. She exhaled. The anticipation had escaped like air out of a balloon. Her husband was halfway down the stairs when he saw her holding the present. What's that? he asked. Some kind of joke, she said. She turned the box towards him. An empty box with a bow on it, she said. Her husband came down the last few steps to join her at the bottom. It's probably not ours, he said. It's got our number on it, she said, showing him the tag. Oh, it has as well. It must be some kind of joke then, the husband agreed. It's not particularly funny in my opinion. But the box wasn't empty. The magic spell drifted around the room, looking this way and that, working out how it could deliver its special present. It settled on the Christmas tree. It felt the couple go out of the house, so decided to remain dormant until it could be most effective. At number 17, a sad, lonely man went off on his way to work. He found his gift outside his front door, another red box wrapped with a gold bow. Immediately, he opened it up. When he discovered that it was empty, he thought that someone had forgotten to put the gift inside. 
He was even sadder now. It was just typical that he would get a surprise gift that turned out to be nothing. From inside the box, the invisible egg went through the open door. It had the luxury of going through the house on its own to find the most terrible thing to do. The genie was dismayed to see everyone leaving for work. He knew the spells would be activated, but it looked like he'd have to wait a long time to enjoy the results. He started getting down again, as he was a moody genie anyway. He wondered how long he would have to wait for the next one when he saw the door open right across from him. At number 11, the owner, a sweet old lady, glanced outside at the weather and had noticed the box on her doorstep. Out she came to collect it, shutting the cold out immediately. The genie felt the gasp of magical energy as his next egg was released into the world. He remembered that this one had been a particular special kind of mischief when he delivered it. This human looked old. He doubted that she'd be going out to work. Perhaps he would have a bit of fun this morning after all. The genie didn't feel the cold, so was not bothered at all when it began to snow. He saw the lady at number three take the hands of her two children on the doorstep. They jumped excitedly at the sight of the gift, which she simply put back in the house on the hall table. She led them to the car quickly, worried that the journey to school would take a lot longer than possible. Earlier on this morning, as he was putting the presents out, he saw two teenagers going out to catch their bus to take them off to school. They had gone before he could deliver his special gift. Their present was snow-covered now, waiting for anyone to enjoy it. The genie became a little despondent. This wasn't turning out to be as much fun as he hoped. But luckily for him, the old saying that everything comes to those who wait seemed to be right this time. As he listened, he realised that the gift that he had given to the old lady was about to work. He clapped his hands. This would be a good one. The spell had affected the mirrors in her house. They became like pools of water portals to another world and demons stepped through every mirror into her home. This was a different world, clean and light. They could sense with their forked tails that there was lots of food here plus a few souls to take. The genie heard the old woman screaming as they grabbed her by the hair. After they had dragged her dying through the mirror it sealed up as quickly as it had opened. That would certainly leave no evidence. She'd never be found. He had given a gift to his brethren. It's good to share the spoils. The snow began to fall thickly, and the genie noticed the teenagers that he saw earlier were coming back home. He had to back even further into the dark bushes as they passed him. From what he could hear, school had been cancelled, and they were pleased about it. They might not have as much fun today as they imagined. The two of them were halfway up the path when they noticed the gift, mostly covered in snow. The teenage boy got his key out, while his sister picked up the present and dusted off the snow. She read out the number on the tag to confirm it was for them and went inside. The genie felt the release of the spell. As usual, it felt like a breathy, ah, to him. He waited for the magic to happen. 
It didn't take long at all, as the young inhabitants quickly got covered in large pus-filled lesions. The enormous bubbles grew and grew within a few seconds. Each exploded across the room, hitting the other sibling as they popped. The teenagers were covered in yellow pus and red blood. They were on fire with fever and infection. One of the boy's eyes blew out. The girl ran outside, plunging herself into the snow to cool her burning flesh. The sound was muffled. No one heard her sobbing in sorrow just before she died. She would be soon covered by the falling flakes. The boy stumbled around, trying to find his sister inside, blind now, with one eye gone and the other full of his sister's pus. He fell against the door, shutting it. From the outside, there was nothing fishy at all to see here. The mother from number three arrived back home with her little ones. The street was quiet. There was still no evidence of wrongdoing. The two houses that previously had screaming victims were now silent. The mother took them inside, gave them a drink of hot chocolate and settled them in front of the TV with some cartoons. She had work to do today. She was behind with her Christmas baking and hadn't even made the Christmas cake yet. A woman's work is never done, especially at Christmas. She put the oven on to warm. The gas began to flow out. It looked like it was lit to her, but that was just what the evil spell had wanted. It was an illusion. The gas seeped out, and the three of them fell asleep. A long, deep, winter sleep. One where they wouldn't be found for hours, then it would be too late. All this while the Christmas cake sat in the oven uncooked. The lonely man came home from the office. It wasn't his day. Now his car got stuck in the snow and he had to walk back home on foot. He went inside and went straight upstairs to take his wet suit off. In his bedroom, he found a beautiful naked woman lying on his bed. He started to say something, but she bewitched him with her gaze. The man thought that this was the most stunning woman that he had ever seen. She reached for him, beckoning him to come to her. He moved willingly towards her embrace, lonely and needing companionship this Christmas. The man didn't question the likelihood of this situation actually being real. Whether this was because of her powers or his own desires, we'll never know. He didn't even seem to notice her extra head, slightly scaly arms, or that her legs ended in hooves. He just wanted her. There was only the slightest whimper from him as she tore him apart on top of his continental quilt. It was now 4pm and still some gifts had not been found. The inhabitants of the houses must have had no reason to go out onto the front doorstep all day or had left early. The genie decided to wait a bit longer to see how those turned out. The genie was pleased to see the couple who had found and opened the first gift finally come home. They had managed a whole day at work because it was their business and they needed to put in the hours. It took a long time for them to receive their present but when they were in bed that night and fast asleep the spell turned the trunk of the Christmas tree into a hundred starving rats. The branches tumbled uselessly on the floor with nothing to hold them upright. 
the bauble smashing as they fell. A swarm of rats ran over the presents beneath on their mission, immediately running up the stairs to enjoy their Christmas supper as it slept. The rats bit into every piece of flesh that was exposed, which unfortunately was the faces of the couple. The shock and ferocity of the attack meant that there was hardly any noise made during their last few minutes on earth. I suppose having a couple of rats squeezing down your throat makes it harder to shout. The genie decided that these spells had been a success. They had made this street extra merry. He'd use this in the future after he'd seen what would happen to the others on the street. The only drawback that he could see to his plan was the delivery of the gifts. As powerful as he was, the genie wasn't Santa Claus. He'd have to give that more thought. This isn't your street, is it? You don't have a snow-covered present on your front doorstep? An empty box holding something extra special for you? That was A Dark Christmas Tale, written and read by Angela Blythe. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about further stories in this series, or my other work, please go to www.angelablythe.com. Thank you.